The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being with us today. Wow, do we have a show for you. I love tuning in with all of you intentional spirits from all over the world. It's so great to hear your comments and have you with us. Get ready today on your keyboards or your iPhone or your Androids because you are going to be making some comments today. Well, they say that Clardy can change the DNA. She has been witnessed by scientists. Uh, physicists, you name it, they have checked her out. And she is a person that she is known for her ability to work with miracles with other people. And while are we in for a treat, I do want to say that I personally have worked with her and I am one that I'm part of the miracle recipients (laughs) of her mighty work. Clardy, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. And I know that everyone is going to be fascinated by the work that you do. Thank you so much for having me, Temple. It's such a joy to be here with the wonderful Temple. I I so appreciate you having me here. Well, everyone, Clardy Maligan, she's the author of Let's Manifest Miracles. Mm -hmm. She's also the founder of the Magnificent Project, She's a gifted author, spiritual teacher, and master of multidimensional energy frequencies. Her unique transformational process leads students and clients to merge with what she calls the miracle zone, an energy state where they can easily manifest joyful, balanced, miraculous lives. Bring it on. That's what I say. Bring it on, Cardi. How did you, because our show is Intentional Spirit, How did you, because people are so fascinated with your work and not only with what you do and what you can do for others, but I also know the fascination that people feel of really, you know, how do they even get close to doing the kind of work that you do? They're fascinated by you. Did you know in in childhood um, that this is what, instead of watching Bonanza, did you know that you were going (laughs) to... (laughs) or falling in love with Michael Landon. Did you actually know that you were going to be doing this kind of work? Well, I have to tell you, I did watch Bonanza, and I loved Bonanza. But I also, (laughs) I also, I guess that puts me at a definite uh, age group, doesn't it? But, you know, it's so funny because I, I look back at how, you know, how I got here, and I was thinking I... You know, we all look at where did our spiritual training come from, and I actually uh, went to uh, a Methodist church that I lived next door to for about, well, my entire childhood, and it's funny because I also 
literally went to every Bible school in town, <laughs> and I became an organist at age seven and went to church every Sunday. So I had this huge background in, you know, in the Christian traditions. But I also, um, even from age five, I, I actually thought I invented uh, the concepts of the law of attraction because I just... I, I figured out that if I would focus my energies on, you know, something that I wanted to create, that I could, you know, I could make it happen. So I was really from a very young age, I, I was um, already doing that sort of thing. And then I, um, I started, I was always really intuitive and really sensitive. And I started seeing energy fields probably in my late teens. I may have always been able to, but then, you know, as I got older, I got, uh, better and better at seeing these fields. I didn't really know what to do about it, but I uh, was, you know, I had that intuitive side. And then I think, um, I think anytime you have something that you're so excited and so passionate about, you want to share it with everybody. And, and that's what I started doing. I was actually a, uh, in, in a more corporate environment. I was the head of a big company, a multi-million dollar company. And, but, but I was still, what's so funny about it, I was still teaching all these concepts to my employees and I would bring them into my <laughs> office and teach them all this, you know. And it took me a while before I realized that, you know, this is what I really am supposed to be doing. So anyway, I developed a system back in the, I guess, mid to late 90s that utilized the law of attraction to help people figure out what their unconscious behavior patterns were. And um, I, I figured out that when we're manifesting we're, or we're choosing our visions for the law of attraction, that what happens is it's an, it's an obvious time for people to kind of let their unconscious patterns kind of crop up. And if you're watching for them, it's real easy, you know, as a teacher or as a, a speaker or as a coach, you can easily see these things. So I developed a whole system around that, and I, and I uh, became very... Uh, very gifted, I guess, at helping people to unleash or un, un, um, uncover these deep-seated unconscious patterns. And um, as that process kind of went along, I, there was a point back in, I guess, maybe about 10 years ago when I started realizing that things were happen, happening energetically when I was working with people. And I would look at them and I'd go, wait a minute, she's changing just by us sitting here and talking about this. So how is that happening? Mm -hmm. And so honestly, it was about five or six years ago that um, the whole healing piece, and I still don't know what I want to call it, but um, the actual energy work that I do now, which is so highly esteemed or regarded across the well, really across the globe now, but that is something that really was kind of a gift. Um, it was kind of one of those mystical experiences that, you know, you read about happening to someone else. You know, it, it was one of those things where I literally had this very mystical experience, and from that moment, really, uh, maybe within a few days, I was able to do this um, energy transmission, energy healing work that I do now. So... Um, yeah, I guess, you know, even when I was a little girl, I kind of, I kind of was on my way to where I am now. But, but I'm very committed to, you know, helping people to release all these blocks. And I think, you know, even healing, that's what we're doing. We're, we're releasing, we're helping people to release the things that are holding them back. So um, I guess that's the story. But it's quite remarkable in the last five years to have been, you know, sort of given this gift and, and kind of out of the blue and, you know, just having to deal with it and learn how that I can help people the most with this. So um, I guess that's the story of how it, how it all came about. That's really, really awesome. And um, full disclosure to our audience, she did a little work on me before the show. So <laughs> please forgive my coughing. Um, I had the, um, I have a wonderful cleaning company that comes to my home and they put smelly, highly perfume, kind of cheap um, carpet powder on areas of my home. And it just really interrupted my throat chakra and my energy. So and that's what we've got going on today. But, you know, intentional spirits, we we still show up. So. 
Cardi's working on me, and I'm transforming even as we as we speak. And I'm welcoming all of you from all over the world. How are you doing, Kim? Looking forward to getting together soon. And all of you that are tuning in right now, be sure and ask your comments for for Cardi because um, now's the opportunity. You know, Cardi. Before we talk about the miracle consciousness, and you've referred to how. You know, as of five years ago, you've started working with this immensity of, you know, releasing blocks with people and they have people are witnessing that the DNA is changing. How do you define a miracle? We all use that word. You know, it's like a word like authenticity. So many people use it that you're not always really clear what it means. And because I have such um, high regard for you, I want to know. What is your definition of a miracle? Well, I, I think that um, my definition is more something that is not what we would normally expect to occur. So, um, you know, we're, we're taught about what is normal and what is not normal. And um, I, I think when we're surprised by something that, that happens that doesn't really follow what we have learned to be natural laws, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that that is where I get into the concept of miracles. Now, I think it was Einstein that said, you know, you, you either believe that nothing's a miracle or you believe that everything is a miracle. And um, in a way, everything is a miracle because I do believe that we, we truly do create everything with our energy. So mm-hmm. when I'm teaching about the concept of miracles, what I use that concept for is to, is to say to people, you don't have to limit yourself because you can go into this realm of unlimited possibilities and you can create these miracles yourself. If you're plugged into the creative energy of the universe, there are no limits. And, and when you're plugged into that and you have a clear, connected vision of something that's resonating from your heart, you know, the typical old rules about what you can and can't have or what you can and can't create, those go out the window because when you're really connected to spirit, when you're really connected to your heart, you can create miracles all day long. Your whole life will become miraculous. And um, when I'm using that word, I say, look, you can, you can create anything, anything you desire. You can create anything that your heart is telling you uh, that, that is, it's, it's already yours because your heart is really creating it for you. So um, that's really what, when I'm speaking about miracles, that's what I mean by, by the word miracle. Well, I, lo- I love the fact that you, you know, you represent the, the essence of energy. And this was something that before I delved into years of shamanism and still involved with that, um, it's something that I witnessed from the early days of being, I felt like, you know, I was born metaphysical. I'm sure you identify with that because we've always thought out of the box and that kind of thing. But often, you know, uh, new thought teaching is kind of tagged, change your thinking, change your life. And after I was involved for a few years, and I did notice that <clears throat> through application and study and everything, I do think change your thinking is it still is an important value. But on the other hand, um, what I observed is that there were a lot of people changing their thinking, but their lives weren't changing that much. And not that I was sitting around taking everybody's inventory, but people were actually admitting it. You know, I've been applying myself and I'm doing my affirmations and I'm, you know, drinking green juice and, you know, I'm affirming I'm whole and complete and I'm wealthy or whatever. But my life isn't changing that much. And you you're spot on because you say, you know what, it's got to be an energy change. That's what really makes everything come together is when an individual change their changes their uh, energy field. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I say in my work, you know, it's always about the blocks. It's always about what mm-hmm. you may not be be conscious of that that's keeping your energy, you know, keeping your energy resonating at that lower frequency. Those lower frequencies are what 
you know, when you say, well, my life's not working, I'm doing my affirmations, I've done my vision board, I've done, you know, I've done it all right, what's happening, why isn't this working? And the truth is, you know, even the law of attraction, you know, what, what you're putting out energetically is what the universe is, is you know, what's being magnetized back to you. It's not what you're writing down on your affirmation or you're putting a picture of on your vision board. It's what your energy is telling the universe, what you're putting out there, that's what's going to be coming back to you. That's what's going to be. So the people who are, you know, so unhappy with their career while they're writing, I love my career, what the universe is reading is that frequency of I'm so unhappy, I can't stand my career. So it's bringing back more unhappiness and it's, it's keeping you resonating at that lower frequency. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of stuff out there teaching people those techniques and making promises, but the truth is you really have to start looking at your energy. You have to start looking at, you know, what unconscious blocks are stuck in there that are actually writing the story of your life, even though you don't realize it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I think it's really profound and it's very sacred in, in many ways. I look at my work as very sacred when I'm, working with people to help, um, you know, un uncover those deep-seated blocks. Um, that, that is something that is uh, so important and so remarkable when we're able to uh, help someone uncover something like that. And I think that's why, you know, that's, there you're getting back to miracles. I mean, if, you, if you're able to un un uncover one of those deep blocks that's energetically just stuck in someone's energy field and and I know I'm talking energetics here but but it's the same you know it, it's going to be showing up everywhere in their life uh, and for example if someone experienced um, child child abuse coming out you know whatever that's coming up for me but if someone's experiencing something like that when they were young and they're still uh, expressing keeping themselves distant from people or thinking they're not good enough or whatever it is, however that old pattern might be manifesting, that is an energetic component that is still stuck in their field, still protecting them from relationships that might be perceived as hurtful, but it's all unconscious. You know, they don't, they don't realize they're doing it. So when they meet someone really wonderful, they're still running that pattern of I need to protect myself and they're not, mm. they're not able to engage in a relationship that actually might be wonderful for them. So that's, you know, that's just an example, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dilemma because I know there's a lot of teaching out there that, that kind of leads people down that road and I don't think it's going to take them where they really want to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm so with you. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I understand that your book, Let's Manifest Miracles, it helps a lot of people uh, work through some of those unconscious um, blocks, doesn't yeah. it? How does that work? Well, you know, it's funny because I just, I, I take the law of attraction down to three statements. And one is ask, ask and you shall receive, which, of course, we all know that one. It's from the Bible and just about everywhere else. Right. Uh, but, the, but the second thing I teach is you're always asking. So uh, there, there's only three steps. Asking you will receive, meaning you're going to receive whatever energy you put out there. But you have to remember that you're always asking. Your energy is always going out. <laughs> it's always showing the universe what it is that you want to get back. So it's not just about you're not doing manifesting. You're not, you know, you're not doing visions only when you're there writing a vision or repeating a vision or whatever, you know, whatever technique you're using, you're mm -hmm. always asking with your energy. You're, you're always telling the universe what you want. So you have to really watch what your energy is doing in every moment because what you're putting out, you're going to get back. Because the third thing is the universe always says yes. So whatever you're asking for and you're asking all the time, the universe is going to be giving back to you. So it's just a, it's just a recognition that you're going to get back whatever energy you're putting out. And what my work does is then take you to the next step of realizing that you really do have a choice about what the energy is that you're putting out. And, mm -hmm. um, 
that takes you into another concept that I teach, which is you're either living in the light, which is what I call that state of magnificence and the divine, and I'm sure you use the word light too, uh, but you're either in that state where you're resonating with your, you know, your highest good and your highest truth, or you're not. You're either in the light or you're not. There's only two states of energy that you can choose to be in. One is the light, where you're, you're your authentic self, living from your magnificence. And the other, we call it the other place. It's where you're not. You're stuck in some old patterns. You're feeling angry. You're feeling upset. You're worried. You're feeling shame about something that happened a long time ago. You're feeling guilty about something you did. It has nothing to do with the moment that you're in right now. It has only to do with your past or worrying about something that's going to happen in the future. And basically, you're doing that to keep yourself in chaos and upset rather than allowing the essence of who you are to blossom and to go into that space of miracles and create the life that you were born to live for whatever reason, whether you're still running a pattern of not deserving or you're running a pattern of not being good enough or whatever those patterns are for you. So um, it, it's kind of a concept within the book where I where I just teach people, look, you're, you're responsible. You know, you make it, you're making the choices in every moment about what you want to put out there to the universe and what your energy wants to say. So um, that's really how I, do, how I do a lot of the, um, the revealing of the unconscious block. I, I, blocks. I teach people to become more aware of their own energy space. I love that. I want to thank everyone for uh, sharing the video of us on Facebook Live today. I I know you're as captivated as I am. This is incredible work that Clardy is doing. You can go to her website, Clardy, C-L-A-R-D-Y-M, which is her last name, ClardyM.com, and find out so much that she's doing in her blog and um, her her books and her her live engagements and her online energy work it's it's just incredible all the things that she's doing. Um, one of our listeners from Norway today um, is asking the question: <clears throat> Does affirmations play a part in changing our energy? You can, um, the, the use of affirmations is not necessarily good or bad, but as long as you have created an affirmation that is coming from the light and not creating an affirmation that might be coming from an old pattern, it is fine to use affirmations as tools. Um, I actually call them miracle visions in my work, and we're very careful how we create them. Um, there's, for example, if you're using an affirmation that a lot of teachers teach, and I absolutely don't use this, so if, if you know, some of you on, are, are using this, I would ask you to think about it, but just an affirmation where you're saying something like, I am enough, I am enough, um, or I deserve better, um, something like that. Oh, that's a Those, big one. That's a big one in our culture. It's big and isn't it? Religious. It isn't it? Isn't it? It's like, well, she didn't deserve that, or they always do the yeah. twang. Yeah. He didn't yeah. really deserve yeah. that. Yeah. I know yeah. I deserve better. I don't understand. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah right. I get right. that. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I and I. And I say to people, when you're creating visions, you better be careful that you're not creating them from the old patterns. And a lot of these um, affirmations that are out there in the world right now uh, that are being taught by major teachers are actually based in victim-martyr consciousness. And this is not miracle consciousness. It's the opposite, actually. Um, So when, when you're saying, I deserve to be loved, I mean, I I would just say to you, if you're saying I deserve to be loved, please stop that. Because the truth is you are love. You already are love. (laughs) And and when you're you're out there affirming something like that you deserve to be loved, you're basically affirming that you're not loved. So you have to be so careful with the affirmations. 
I'm not, I'm not saying don't ever use affirmations. I'm saying be careful when you create them so that you know that they're coming from a space of love, from a space of the heart. Um, and that would, you know, that would be my suggestion. Do we use them in my work? Absolutely. Um, do we, are we careful how we compose them? Y- you betcha. Because the last thing I want to do is give someone an affirmation that's going to stick them in victim consciousness. That's the worst thing I can do for someone because not only am I sticking them in a pattern they're probably already in, by repeating and putting energy on something like that, which I consider to be negative, I'm actually lowering their frequency. I'm actually helping them to stay stuck or even get more stuck. So uh, it's it's a... Again, it's, it's a responsibility, so be careful. Can you use affirmations? Yes, but be careful how you word them and be careful that you, if you're going to speak them, make sure you're speaking them from a space of high energy, high frequency energy. Speak them from a place, place of love. Speak them from a high space of joy. Uh, own the, the beauty of them or the joy of them. Uh, rather than resonating with the lower thing that you, you don't already have, that you're if you're if you're creating a, uh, it's it's kind of hard not having an example, but if you if you're uh, if you're like if you're creating from I don't have enough money, um, and you're you're saying, oh please give me more money, or if you're if it, praying is another good thing that to to talk about because when we're we're taught to pray and to ask for what we want. But typically, the prayer would be something like, get me out of this horrible situation. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of, I love my wonderful job. You know, there's a huge difference in the energy, right? Uh, I'm just making a silly, you know, example. But, but, um, yes, we use, we use them. And, and yes, you'll see some in my book, but, be careful because they're powerful. They're very powerful, and and you want to just make sure that you're you're doing it from the right space. So I hope that answers the question. And they can, yeah, and they can definitely <clears throat> keep you um, in the same space uh, time and time again. We have Dawn um, leaving a comment of, "Can she get a reading?" <clears throat> you can go on Clardy's website, and all the information is there. I would highly recommend that all of you pursue that. It's very, very powerful. I have benefited tremendously. Uh, Clardy, when you're talking about miracles, um, what is one, I know you have many, but what is one of your most favorite miracle stories from your book, Less Manifest Miracles? Well, I'm trying to think from the book, what would I pick? Um, or in general, you know, something well, you that's know, I was, I was thinking, you know, A while ago you mentioned shaman, shamans, and I, I was thinking about one of my miracles that actually happened just a few months ago. I, I, was sitting, um, I was sitting here right after the beginning of 2017, and I, and I thought, you know, I don't know what I'm going to create for this year, so, you know, what, what, what shall I do? And I said, well, you know, darn it, get your butt in the, you know, over on the couch and write down some visions for yourself. And so I, so I sat there and I thought, what do I want to do in 2017? And, and I had wanted to go to Machu Picchu for, for a long time. And so I, I created this vision for my, myself where I was going to actually be at Machu Picchu. And, I was, and, and in my vision, I was there and I was, you know, the way that I always create my visions, which is talked about in the book, of course, but I really, I really felt like I connected to that vision. I was really feeling it from my heart. And I, and I remember I, I finished my little session there where I was sitting on the couch and I thought, wow, you know, I really, I really feel good about this. I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. This feels good. Well, the bottom line is talk about crazy coincidences. In three hours, I had a ticket to Machu Picchu, a, place to stay, an invitation from a retreat center to do healing there. And I was actually in Machu Picchu, in Peru, in the Sacred Valley, two weeks later. And when I got there, it was an absolute, just amazing miracle. It was miracle after miracle after miracle. And um, 
a couple of things that happened, and one of them is why I was, when you said shaman, I thought about it, but one of them was I was, I ran into a, I was, went to the little market one day, and I, and I went into a cafe there uh, to get a cup of coffee, and I heard someone call my name, and I looked around, and I thought, somebody else's name, Clardy in Peru, <laughs> you know, I'm going, wow, that's crazy, and, and then they said it again, and I turned around, and it was a client from Berlin that I had never met that I'd done Skype sessions with. So I knew what he looked like, but I'd never physically been in the same room with him. And it was my client from Berlin that I just ran into in, in the Sacred Valley. And, um, and then wow. a couple of days later, um, just, a, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but just crazy series of coincidences of meeting someone in a market and turns out to be in a van who I start talking about my work and then blah, 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 blah. And I end up uh, meeting one of the most famous healers, actually, in the, I mean, sorry, shamans in the world. And, and another, another vision I'd had for, for quite a while was to just meet and, you know, meet a really really top level shaman so I could just experience what that was like. So, uh, boy, that one just blasted through also. And there I was, um, this shaman had been told about me and decided he wanted to change his plans and meet with me. And I ended up in this restaurant in Cusco, in the Sacred Valley, sitting across from his shaman, and he was, he started talking. He sat down, looked in my eyes, and literally did not stop talking for at least 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And, wow. And, and then he stopped by saying, and you're going to heal me now. And I said, I am. <laughs> And, and, and long Excuse story short, me, I am. <laughs> yeah, and I, I ended up, not only did I get to meet this shaman, not only did I get to go to Machu Picchu, but the, the quirkiest part of some of these miracles is they turn out in such a, you know, in, in a way that you wouldn't have imagined, but that's even better than you could have imagined. But the long story short is I healed this famous shaman in a restaurant in Peru of a very, very significant back problem. And I, and it was, it happened right there in that restaurant. So oh, wow. it was, it was amazing. And, and, and I think the thing that I love about all these miracle stories is, I mean, you, you can't dream this stuff up. I mean, you yeah. can say, you know, you can say, Oh, I'm going to meet a shaman or you can say, Oh, I'm going to go to Machu Picchu, but you don't, you, you know, the way that the universe brings back these just luscious stories and events for you it's just, it's remarkable. If you can't, you can't, you know, you can't make this stuff up. It's, it's really, really amazing. <laughs> so, uh, it's so funny. You, I, love that, I love that you use that. Um, you can't make this stuff up because that's a, that's a statement I use a lot because when you're, you know, talking about how the dots connect and how this stuff just downloads, it's just, it's amazing. That is a, a phenomenal story. And I'm I'm so grateful to you that <clears throat> that you shared it. You know, you you do all these healings, and you just gave a perfect example of you know being there with this highly noted shaman, <clears throat> the world's most famous, and you're doing healing on him. Yet, you know, you you're not really into being called a healer. Um, for what reason is that? Well, you know, it's true, and, and I've, been, I, I've been reluctant about all of this from the beginning, um, and, I, and I don't want to say that in a way that I don't, I'm not in awe of it, and I don't, you know, I, I, I'm, so, I'm so blessed by it, and to be able to do it, it's just, oh my gosh, how did I get picked kind of thing, it was just, it's amazing, but I, but I don't believe it's me, I, I, I don't believe it's me, I, I think that I do have an extraordinary ability of some sort, to connect to, to connect to this energy that I do believe is source energy. I think that I'm somehow able to uh, be a catalyst or to be a conduit for energy that's coming from a higher realm. Um, I, I can't explain it any other way. So when when I say, oh, I, you know, I might say the words, well, I healed him, but I don't, I didn't heal. I, it's the energy that came through me that did the healing. And that's, 
So it, it's kind of a it's kind of an odd thing to say. Yes, I'm a healer. When I say that, I don't think it's me ever. I, I kind of watch it from my own shoulder. I kind of uh, I kind of you know I'm I'm there, but the energy itself is doing the healing. And and frankly, you know the the original uh, the original definition of healing is is to make whole. And um, so what I'm, I've always felt like I do is I, you know, I see the essence of light or I see the essence of magnificence within someone. And when I'm doing this actual healing work, I see that light within them. And then I see other things that are there that aren't supposed to be there. I see energy fields that are darker or they're, you know, it, it depends on the person, but they're just different and they clearly are not congruent with the person's true energy field. And so it's very easy for me to know what, you know, what needs to go and what shouldn't be there because it's just obvious. It's not, it's not congruent. So, so what I do is I just bring, I call it bring in this energy and that energy is so high frequency. It's a such a high level that when you apply that energy to these lower frequency fields, they just have, they don't have a chance. I mean, they really don't. They will change form or they will, uh, dissolve or they will just you know they will just disappear so um i don't know if that was the question because i kind of lost the question here but uh, oh it was uh, it was a, okay. it, it was spot on it was absolutely okay. spot on okay. you actually refer to it as um trans-dimensional energy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and i can tell, i can tell you the story of why i do that yeah um i I didn't know in the beginning what I was doing. I, I knew it was real and I knew it was amazing, but I didn't know what it was. And so I went on this, um, I had this mission to find a physicist that would tell me what the heck was going on here. And ultimately, I mean, there's so many stories around meeting these physicists. It was all total synchronicities that brought me to these people who subsequently studied what I do. But but what happened was there, there was a couple of, of Chinese physicists, actually, who um, in the beginning, and I actually healed one of them of a gallbladder issue that she had had for many years. And, uh, but what happened was, <clears throat> excuse me, they kept, they kept telling me, well, we can measure this because uh, there's going to be heat involved with what you're, what you're doing if indeed this is real and if indeed. And I said, no, 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 there's no heat. I said, I, can, I don't feel hot. There's no heat. And they said, oh, yes, there's heat. I said, no, there's not. They said, well, we're going to bring devices and we're going to figure it out. And I said, okay, fine. Well, they were indeed able to find it that, that when I was, quote, transmitting this energy, they were able to measure it. And they used these laser devices. And what they were able to tell was that the energy or the air, I guess they were uh, I guess they were actually measuring the temperature of the air on certain parts of my body. And um, the ener- when I was actually transmitting, the, en- the temperature went up five degrees in three seconds. So when I was actually transmitting, the energy would go up five degrees. And then when I stopped transmitting, it would just go back to normal. So they were able to uh, document that. Uh, it did it every time, exactly the same amount, five degrees in three seconds. And they said, um, at that point, I remember that day, they said, there's no way. This cannot be coming from inside your own field. There's no way that it's possible that you would be able to do this on your own. So you somehow are able to bring this energy from somewhere else. So, um, so anyway, that's, that was that explanation. And, and, you know, for me, it's just something I, 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 I've lived with it now for several years. And I'm just so, um, you know, I'm so in awe of it. And I... I, uh, I guess I don't have the deep need to explain it all like I did in the beginning. I just am so grateful that I can help people like this. It's, it's quite, quite amazing, you know. So, um, well, not only have you healed people of, of physical ailments, but you've also um, worked with people. I'm, I'm sure you have many stories of where people had financial issues and yeah. and now they don't or our yeah. people were you know not really confident and comfortable in who they were in their own skin and now they are can you give us some other um, you know I have, I want, have yeah just there's a really wonderful miracle story that um, I had a client and I did not I had never met this woman she actually showed up for an in-person session and um, she was 
very upset. Uh, she had actually had a nonprofit that was getting ready to go under because she had she just didn't know what she was going to do and where she was going to turn. And so we went into her um, some of her past and looked into patterns. And then I did an actual healing on a old belief that she had that did come from. Uh, it, it wasn't sexual abuse, but it was definitely childhood abuse. And we were able to pop, I call it pop that pattern. We were able to pop that energy field to, to release it. And um, she had a huge reaction. She was very, you know, when, when we, we hit these big patterns, a lot of times people have to lie down. They, their body is reintegrating at such a high degree that the energy field has to reintegrate itself before they can really stand up and, you know, go on with their day. Well, she ended up having to stay overnight um, in, in Orlando, here where I live, and uh, did great, um, went back the next morning and went to her desk, and there was a $30,000 check waiting for her. Um, yes. And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and this... Yeah, this is not, this is common. This is common. Um, we have this kind of stuff all the time. And, and I, I remember another one, and, and you, know, you mentioned about the DNA. It's fascinating to me um, because a lot of times when we shift uh, an unco- a deep pattern, when we have a deep you know, a lot of times if it's some sort of an abuse pattern, especially, and I don't want to just focus on abuse patterns today, but, but you know, a lot, definitely when we have those, we have huge shifts for people. But we had a woman who, um, this was on one of my healing calls, and I do, uh, they're called Miracle Zone Activation Calls. And I do a couple of months at different times of the day. We do a 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. call. But anyway, it's sort of a healing environment where I work individually with groups of people at a time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she was on this. It wasn't even a private session. It wasn't one of my Skype sessions, which I'm just focusing on her. It was, it was a session where there were lots of other people on the call. But she was healed of a really deep abuse block. And she woke up. She swears her husband was completely different. She was completely different for starters, just completely different. Looked different, acted different, just a lightness about her that was just different. And we could Mm -hmm. see it. She posted her picture on Facebook, and we're going, whoa, what happened to her? But her husband changed, all of her children (laughs) changed, and her in-laws changed. So the whole family changed. Wow. It just shows you what a link there is when you're dealing energetically um, and, and the, the stories of the DNA. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing stuff. Well, I, I definitely know that you're able to make people look younger. Um, <laughs> I've worked with you a few times myself, and I, it's just profound. It's just amazing um, what you're able to do. And so, again, I just want to state to everybody uh, you want to go to Clardy M, C-L-A-R-D-Y, Clardy M.com, and you can read all about the group sessions, a private section session. There's all the information that you could possibly want. Also, her wonderful material and her books and her audio, uh, this life transforming uh, for sure. Um, it, it's really great stuff. I can't say enough about it. <clears throat> we appreciate all of you at Unity Online Radio. You're certainly the voice for the awakening world, and because of you, we are in countries all over, and we are so grateful to you and your sharing, and you know how much I I value all of you on Facebook Live. We are going to be taking the next two weeks off. Um, The uh, campus at Unity Village is going to be taking a time out, but we'll look forward to being back with you on July 12th, so make a note of that and plan to be with us. And certainly stay in touch with me at templehays.com. It's just a great pleasure to be connected with you. That's that's for sure. So, uh, Clardy, lots of comments today. Um, people are really in awe, and they are um, in a place of gratitude and, and just loving hearing, you know, what you're saying. And I, I love that people are out like you are out there in the field, and you're changing the paradigm. You're changing you know, the world, you're changing that space because, you know, for so long people have said, well, that's my DNA. Well, 
you know, it's going to be like that because that's in my genetics or that's in my family system. And people like you are coming along and saying, well, you know, that doesn't have to be true at all. I mean, in unity, we've been saying that since the late 1800s, that that's not necessary for you to inherit anything. It's wonderful to know that. It's wonderful to know that spiritually. But it's also really powerful to know it at a level that science is seeing it to be true. Physicists are seeing it to be true. And people like you are giving those measurable results that no doubt about it. It not only is a concept, but it's one of truth. And that's very powerful. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, um, you know, one of the things that is so shocking about it. Um, I was, I, I in, in, in a couple of cases, I have had, clients come in when, when they've been healed of something very significant, such as a really bad back problem or something like that. And uh, one case in particular, um, I, I remember he, uh, I said, well, please let me know how you're doing. And I didn't hear from him for three days. And I made the assumption, of course, it must not have worked. But I finally called him, I think three or four days later, and, and I said, hey, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing great. And I said, well, how's your back? And he actually said, oh, my God, I forgot my back was hurting. (laughs) And and I'm just telling you that story because this happens all the time. You can, when you are willing to let go of one of these patterns, you can change so dramatically that you don't even remember what you were like. You don't (laughs) even remember. It's no longer in your field at all. So anyway, just a little fun one there. That's cool. Uh, uh, what do you mean by uh, foundational frequency? Well, um, foundational frequency in my, the way that I teach it is the frequency that you live most of the time. That, that is the energy that you are putting out most of the time. So when we say when we say foundational frequency, you're taking into account all of the energetic components of your energy field and where are you sitting most of the time. Uh, One of the tricks that um, I teach people is to think about how much of the time you're living in what I call the light during the day. And I I have them do like a little, um, little pie, like a little cutting up the day if they want. And just ask yourself at the end of the day, okay, how much of the day did I, did I live in the light or how much of the day did I choose to not be in the light? And when you start looking at those numbers, you start seeing that you can coordinate those concepts with what your foundational frequency is. So your foundational frequency is going to be affected by all those old unconscious patterns. It's going to be affected by what you're watching on television. It's going to be affected by the relationships you have that you that may not be resonating with you anymore that you may still be stuck in. It's going to it's going to be composed of everything that's in your environment that is actually affecting your energy. And this is something that it's so important for you to honor your essence, honor your magnificence in every moment, in every way, including what it is that you have around you. And I actually teach a course called the Release-a-thon, and it's a 28-day program where I make people just clean it up. You know, I make them clean out their car, and I make them, you know, look at their friendships. I make them look at what they're eating. I make them look at everything that's in their environment that is affecting their energy. And um, it's something that once you start raising your foundational frequency, and, of course, when we go in and do, you know, we go in and do a healing and, and really shift a deep block, that's why you're seeing people looking younger. That's why you're seeing people looking lighter because the foundational frequency is going up so much just from having that deep block removed. So um, it, it, it's, it's just about 
when you're looking at that foundational frequency, you want to give that frequency every ability to be as high as it possibly can. And that's when you get into the concept of releasing anything that's getting in the way. You know, one of the things I always say is if it, you know, you can, you can create as many miracles as you want. You can live a totally miraculous life. If you want to, if you want to have lots of miracles in your, in your life, just get out of their way because I can tell you that you're, you're, you're built to attract miracles. Your whole system is about attracting to yourself love and light and beauty and abundance and all these beautiful things. And all you have to do is get out of its way. You know, stop those old patterns. Stop telling yourself you're not enough. To, you know, all these things that we do to keep our energy down. So um, I hope that answers that question. Oh, totally. I, <clears throat> I love that you say our energy is always asking for something. So we really want to be aware of, of being in the light and being connected and, and, and being in that awareness uh, for sure. It's, a, it's, a, it's such a simple thing when you think of it in that way. If you really take responsibility for the fact that your energy is always asking, the energy is always saying, this is what I want to create in my life. And, and if you, you know, if you realize that that's the way the law of attraction works, and I, I, I love, you know, I always put up, you know, when I'm teaching, I, I do Buddha quotes, and I do, you know, about the, about the law of attraction, and I always end with my own law of attraction quote, which is, what you see is what you get, which is the law of attraction, and then I say, what you saw is what you've got. So you want to know what frequency you're, you know, you want to know what frequency you're resonating at? Look around you. Look at your friends. Look at what you're seeing on Facebook. Look at what's on in the media. You know, look at what's in the back of your trunk. You know, whatever. <laughs> what you see is, you know, what you saw is what you've got. So take responsibility. I like to reverse engineer the law of attraction a little bit. You know, step back, look around you, look at your relationships, look at, you know, look at what you've created, and then ask yourself, what was I asking for? You know, what, what did I choose to ask for? And I think when you really get down to that kind of a nitty-gritty, you start thinking, you know what? I think maybe I'll stop asking for those things. I think maybe I'm going to shift my energy a little bit so I don't attract those things. So Yeah. If, yeah, if I if I um want something different, I must do something different, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I tell you you've been such a, a a phenomenal guest today. As you notice, we didn't even take a break. <laughs> we did. We just kept going, and we just get kept getting such positive comments from our our guests from all over the world. And please know how much I value and appreciate all of you. I love the fact that you check in, that you're engaging, and it's it's really a a wonderful thing. Um, just so 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 very grateful. Again, um, we've listed in the comments uh, Clardy's website. It's Clardy C L A R D Y M uh, dot com. Uh, pursue this, and I'm telling you, you will you will know your life is better because indeed your life will change. And and um, Elizabeth, I appreciate you checking in every week from Norway, and so many others of you, Kim and all the other people that are tuning in, you are greatly valued. You are greatly appreciated. Clardy, thank you so much for being my guest today. We're looking forward to having you here at First Unity Spiritual Campus so you can rock our world. Uh, that's going to be in August. And uh, that and many other times to come. So thank you, everyone. God bless you on this amazing journey that we call life. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org.
Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on a Course in Miracles with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free every Friday at 2 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. As human beings, we have been granted quite a bit of power. One of the greatest powers that we have is the power of choice. We can choose to react to situations and to people in any way that we like, and it has tremendous effect on our lives and our world. There is a spiritual law that states, thoughts held in mind will produce after their kind. Simply put, our thoughts can create our worlds. And it's quite possible to change the total direction of our lives by simply changing the way we think, by choosing to see life differently. If you're unhappy with the direction your life is headed, remember, you can change it. You've been given the power of choice. Learn how to choose it wisely. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit. Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, 
colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. 